we definitely want the ease of the conversation to spread to regular community life, the football games, the board meetings, the grocery store parking lot or the grocery store produce aisle. We want to make sure that civil discourse is the result of trying to address uh, racial equity and social justice because we all have so much to learn from each other. That was Lisa Floyd Jefferson, a deeper learning specialist with Reynoldsburg City Schools. Lisa is joined by Siobhan Ross, school administrator at Reynoldsburg City Schools. And on this episode of The Conversation, we'll discuss their efforts around equity and racial justice in the classroom. Let's dive in. Well, welcome to The Conversation. Uh, This is John Hambrick, alongside my esteemed colleague, Christina Brady Watts with the Educational Service Center of Central Ohio, uh, where we're bringing you uh, quality conversations around education, workforce, and current events. And today's conversation, we've got a blend of, of really of all three intersecting, um, you know, across a, an incredibly important topic. And um, I'm I'm so happy to bring two extremely talented professionals from Reynoldsburg City Schools. We have Lisa Floyd Jefferson, uh, a deeper learning specialist with Reynoldsburg City Schools, and a building administrator uh, with Wagner Road Junior High School, Siobhan Ross. Uh, Thank you both and and welcome to the conversation. Uh, Lisa, we're gonna start you off, if you'd be so kind, can you tell us what the driving force is behind the classroom and community Socratic seminars? Well, we were given a great opportunity to work with Digital Promise to develop uh, open education resources uh, to address racial equity and social justice. Um, We used the inclusive innovation process That means we included our parents, our students, our teachers, our administrators, and our community representatives in uh, the process. And what we did was work together to identify the issue that we really wanted to address. And the issue being addressed is teachers and students struggle to have meaningful discourse about racial equity and social justice. And we chose to define racial equity discourse in the classroom as intentional conversations about race and equity designed to increase understanding of racism, identity, dynamics of power and privilege, historical context and social justice issues at interpersonal, institutional and or systemic levels. Um, To put it, short. We know that parents are charged with having conversations about students becoming adolescents, but there's a lot of discourse out there now and argument about who should be having conversations about racial equity and social justice. And many people feel that teachers um, are the ones that should have 
be hosting the conversation. And many people feel that parents should be hosting the conversation. Well, what we find out is that whether it's teachers or parents, uh, we're all kind of ill-prepared because most of us as parents and teachers were taught to not have the conversation, to be silent about it. So we got together and did some work, collected some data, and came up with classroom and community Socratic seminars as our solution to address um, getting people ready. It's like the performance task of us getting them ready. That's really interesting, Lisa. And I'm curious um, what you learned from those Socratic seminars. Um, Siobhan, can you tell us a little bit about that? So our teachers put together lessons uh, on racial equity and social justice. And um, many of these lessons were facilitated and led by our students. And so we learned uh, quite, a, quite a bit, quite a few things from implementing these um, Socratic seminars in the classroom. One of the things that we learned was that students have experiences and many times they're not given the, the arena, the floor, the time and the space to share their experiences. And so when these Socratic seminars are led by our students, our teachers are really um, in the background. They're, they're uh, a facilitator and students are asking the questions to their, their peers. Students are, are then responding to these questions and these lessons. So we've conducted these lessons um, across the uh, content areas. So science, math, ELA, social studies. And so we definitely connect these lessons to the standards and we connect these lessons to relevant um, happenings in, in um, everyday uh, culture. And so we've also learned that, um, again, students just want to have an opportunity to share and to speak. But going back to what Lisa said, we also learned that um, teachers need to feel prepared. And some teachers are gung-ho, they're all about it, but they may feel like they, they don't have the, 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 the knowledge, the background knowledge or the life experience or have done research in this area. Um, some teachers are, are hesitant um, for the same reasons. Um, they don't have it or maybe they're just uncomfortable or unwilling. Um, they may not feel supported by, um, it may have been their experience, they didn't feel supported by their building administration or the district. So we wanted to eliminate those barriers. We wanted to break down those barriers and get teachers in a comfortable place. So uh, what we did with um, Digital Promise and with an organization called Teach Diverse Lit, uh, we came together to develop some modules. Uh, there are five modules uh, on racial equity. Um, it's really based in American history. And so with these modules, we wanna provide professional development for teachers so they can get to a place of comfort in order to have these planned and unplanned conversations with their students. Can we real quick go back to what you were saying about the Socratic seminars? What um, what grade levels, what grade level were the students in? So our students that were having these conversations uh, this past school year were eighth grade students. Uh, it did trickle down uh, some to seventh grade, but primarily eighth grade. 
And can you talk a little bit more about what the the setup, like what did that actually look like in the classroom? So a Socratic seminar in the classroom usually um, is a two to three day um, lesson or experience. So the first day, if there's any reading that needs to be done um, so that the, the students can develop their questions. So for example, if there is a poem or an article in ELA class that has to do with racial equity or social justice, they would do that on day one as a class, kind of go through, read it aloud, read it silently, annotate, develop some questions in that dialogue with the text. Uh, the next step would be, which usually occurs on day two, is uh, students submit their questions to the student facilitators. So whatever questions they have about the document or how it relates to um, actual life and uh, their life uh, experience, they would submit their questions to the student facilitator. Um, on day two or three, depending on um, how the teacher fleshes that out, the actual Socratic seminar takes place. And so literally we're sitting in a circle in the classroom. So we move desks. Uh, we're in the classroom. We have our student facilitators. Uh, usually that's two to three students. Um, questions are physically put in a basket. There's multiple ways to do this. You can do it digitally. We did it with physical paper. We put questions in a basket and our student facilitators would pull out questions from the basket based on the text that their peers have read. And so um, they would go through these questions one by one and open the floor and students would respond. And it kind of happens in an organic way. Like students aren't calling on uh, their, their peers. Uh, they naturally just kind of bounce off of one another. Now, um, on day one also, so let me preface this. The teacher does set norms and guidelines and inform students how the uh, Socratic seminar will take place. So they have this understanding going into it. Um, and so they, they kind of develop this organic dialogue with the student facilitators and with each other around the questions that are being asked. The teacher, again, is kind of off to the side, kind of moderating if need be, um, but really it's led by students. It's, this is the definition of individualized, personalized, student-led learning. Um, and so that's how the conversation goes. And then at the end of the Socratic seminar, when there's no more questions, there's a, a reflection document Students are, are allowed to reflect on what they've heard. They can even ask um, additional questions in the document. And as the teacher sees, sees fit, we'll share the reflections and maybe even have a further conversation about the seminar itself. Fantastic. Siobhan, I'm going to stick with you just for a little bit farther. Um, can you share a little bit more about, you know, uh, maybe a particular strategy that's being used uh, that uh, that's helping to facilitate having these courageous conversations in the classroom? So another thing that uh, Lisa and I worked on with Digital Promise and Teach Diverse Lit was our, our teacher guidebook. So in this guidebook, paired with the, um, the professional development modules, the guidebook shows our teachers, um, it's a graphic document. Um, it's not um, just text, it's a graphic document. It shows teachers how to run a Socratic seminar in their classroom. So the Socratic seminar is the teaching method. It's the tool that teachers are using to have these conversations. And so this guidebook walks them through how to do a Socratic seminar. It references um, the modules um, and it gives tips, strategies and tricks uh, on how to effectively 
run the Socratic seminar in, in their classroom. Uh, we don't want to um, assume that teachers, we hear Socratic seminar, we've probably all heard it, but we don't want to assume that teachers know how to do that um, with fidelity. So we want to make it easy. We want to remove barriers. We want teachers to feel comfortable with both the knowledge and the tools on how to get this dialogue going in their classes. I'm wondering how, how did you involve families in these conversations? Well, we had, for one, um, we had one parent that was involved in um, our research and development from beginning to the end. It started out that she was just listening in on the meetings the first year just to see what her student was involved in. And then Digital Promise invited her to be a part of the core team. Um, but aside from that, we regularly had parent focus groups. Um, we had teacher focus groups um, where we collected a lot of qualitative data, but we also sent out surveys um, for quantitative data. And then as a, a core design team, we would um, review uh, the data and kind of vote on what was most important or most prevalent um, as a result of the, the, what we collected from um, these stakeholders, parents, um, teachers, administrators, community members. We even had the mayor involved and board members. Yeah, that's great. How, tell me a little bit about that. How, what was that, their involvement like? So when we um, sent out invitations to be a part of the focus groups, um, oftentimes they were able to, uh, they, they participated. Um, we had the mayor met and talked about um, what he would like to see in terms of racial equity and social justice um, in Reynoldsburg. Um, be, you know, at the beginning of our design and research. And he also participated in the community Socratic seminar that we ended with. So, you know, um, through focus groups, um, guest speaking, um, surveys, and actual participation in the se seminars. Um, we sent out invitations. Um, there were some phone calls made and, you know, mostly emails. And so out of all this work came these modules that will be available soon. Um, do you want to tell us a little bit about that? And if um, the people listening are able to access those resources? Yes. Yeah, so like uh, Siobhan alluded to earlier, we don't want to assume that anyone is ready. Because um, even at the beginning of this process, um, my age and stage, I, I felt like, oh, you know, this is something that I do regularly and I'm ready. But what you will find um, in terms of the modules in the guidebook is that everyone that embarks upon this work is embarking upon a journey. And we all start at different parts, but it's critical that you commit to the work and you continue with the work. It's not like you read the guidebook, do a Socratic seminar and voila, you are done and finished. Um, and even in the modules, it you know, it ends with um, what will you do to show your commitment to the journey? What do you have? What should you do now? You know, how can you continue? It gives you a, a lot of resources 
um, that you can use to really strengthen your capacity to have these conversations. While we are looking to increase the capacity of teachers to have these conversations in the classroom and within the community and students and community members um, to increase their capacity to have these conversations as, as well, we, we definitely want the ease of the conversation to spread to regular community life, the football games, the board meetings, uh, the grocery store parking lot or the grocery store produce aisle. We wanna make sure that civil discourse is the result of trying to address uh, racial equity and social justice because we all have so much to learn from each other. So um, uh, we have the five modules and the last couple of modules um, include some of the some of the resources that you will find within the guidebook. The guidebook, as Siobhan said, will specifically prepare you to facilitate the conversation within the classroom or the community. But the other thing that's very important that it does is it it makes you look at what you're bringing to what you're bringing to the conversation and to the table. It helps you to look at your triggers. It helps you to buy into the agreements to have the civil conversation, and it helps you to understand how we as Americans got to where we are now. So there's a lot of historical context in there, great resources, um, even from the Kerwin Institute included in there, uh, a, a lot of things that help you get started doing the work. Um, the modules, as we said, will be available as open education resources for everyone, and you'll be able to find that link um, within our description of the podcast. And we look forward to um, sharing what you learn and um, your questions. Um, as a result, you'll also find our emails there um, for you to communicate with us um, with any questions or um, aha moments. That's fantastic, Lisa. And I, I love the phrase you use, the ease of the conversation. That's, I love that phrase. Um, well, Siobhan, Lisa, thank you so much for joining us today in this conversation. And like Lisa said, um, we'll make sure that we drop the those links and their contact emails in the description of the podcast. And thank you all for joining us. Thank you for having us. Yes, thank you so much.